This is Casual Babble. Well, hello, you beautiful individual. Welcome back. It's 2023. I am BC Babbles, and you're enjoying the newest episode of Casual Babble as of 2023. And in the studio with me tonight, I am joined by a very good friend, fellow collaborator, fellow content creator. Please welcome Sinitra. Hey, and I love that title. I am Ooh. a content creator. You really are. Yay, me. Like, come on. Like, let's be honest about it. Like, the second that you choose to start cultivating stories using today's mediums. I like that. Content creation. I like that a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm going to accept that title and add it to the resume. Oh, come on now. I am, I'm serious. <laughs> you should. I'm usually like, I'm just Sinitra. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, if, if Tracy was here, if Tracy was here, she'd be like, you, you better not talk like that. You can't exactly. talk like that. Exactly. I'm speaking life and energy. I yes. am Sinitra content creator no. yes podcast introduce yourself to the world am i introducing myself now are you ready okay. yeah yeah okay. give, give the whole spiel mama hi everybody i'm sinitra y'all heard content creator mm-hmm. i'm also the host and creator of gen x women building confidence and pimp slapping self-doubt yes um i've blogged i've podcasted i have radio podcasted i have done some stuff yes <laughs> So she's not new. She's not new, new to the game. No, no. New to the strategies, perhaps. Exactly. I'm new to the lingo. Yes. I'm new to the lingo. Yes. <laughs> I love and she's this. getting into it very, very well. I'm very excited for your content. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what 2023 has for you and what you got for 2023. You and me both. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, I started it off because it was just doing this to follow a dream. Um and so the reason why, and I don't even know if we've ever talked about this. So the reason why mm, yeah. I started podcasting is because I read this meme um, and it was uh, all these generational curses. And I only knew of like three. Okay. Don't get pregnant. Family, you know, single mom family um, or teenage pregnancy. I couldn't really think of all the, they had a plethora, but the one that stuck with me yeah. was the one that said, um, breaking the generational curse of not following your dream. Mm. And I was like, damn. That one hits. Right. That's my entire family. I yeah. come from a family of very hardworking women. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they work their nine to five. They raise their kids. Yep. They, they retire. They help raise their grandkids. And that's it. Nobody ever said, I'm going to go into radio. Or I, I have never heard any female in my family before me say I dreamed of being X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I started the podcast cause I had this dream of radio and podcasting and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that shit for years Yeah. and never committed to doing it. Hmm. So I was like, I'm doing it so that I can start it. And then my daughter in the legacy after me, somebody can say, I, I had a dream. I followed a dream and look where I am now. Yeah. So. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, honestly, I I have a bit of a similar position with my family. My, my so similarly with my mother, she's currently in supply chain, right? which is, you know, especially with the past two years has been hell mm-hmm. with just everything going on in the world. And, but she's always talked about, and she loves her job. But she's always talked about being an inter- interior designer. 
And she does a lot of it at home. She's done a lot of great things at the family home. The family home looks great Mm -hmm. because it's got her touch all over the place. But, and I'm always like, you know, I know you, I know you're content with what you've been doing, but it's like, you know, we could definitely just, let's throw up a channel. Right. Let's have you do, you know, holiday how to's and provide tips and whatnot. Let's, let's gain you something, right? you know, cause I know you, I know you do this and you know this, right? but you do it, you know it and you love it. Yeah. Why not go for it? Why yeah. not? Why aren't you on HGTV? Yeah. What makes the people on HGTV any better right. than you? So, yeah, and that is a big, big part of it. Um, I think, like, I admire, of course, other people in radio and other podcasters, but I really had to say, why can't I do this? Like, mm-hmm. and I was my biggest holdback. Yeah. Um, I think my family, as far as, yes, they all had kids to raise. Um, I come from a family of a lot of single moms. Mm-hmm. So hardworking, and that's what was ingrained with you. I think especially with Gen X, so I'm Gen X, um, and our family, our parents are usually baby boomers. Yeah. Baby boomers are hardworking mm-hmm. people. Yeah. They were trained to get a good job. Yeah. Well, yeah, get married, get a good job, mm-hmm. get a house, raise your kids, and you've achieved. You get that watch after you're done your however many years yeah. and you retire, and that's it. So- they didn't really have in them to teach that dreaming spirit. Yeah. Um, that entrepreneur kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time for us to get it to do it. I'm like, 50 is no longer what 50 looked like 50 years ago. No, it's not. So I'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. I am, no, I am not. He is I'm not. <laughs> I'm dreading my 30th this year, so we'll see how that goes. No way. That's so awesome. I remember it was 19. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's I'm excited about this whole adventure. Mm-hmm. And I want to do insanely great, amazing things. Yes. Yeah, I think it's very, I think like we come to moments where it's like the world has so many ways in which it sneakily or very abruptly or very in your face convinces you to recede and to not um, state your full intentions. Right. And I think that at this point, it's like, why not? I, you know, it's funny because you were talking about like how the pandemic affected the supply chain. Yeah. The pandemic affected a lot of people's mentality. Yeah. To why not? Um, it became life is short. Mm hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to, uh, the, what do they call it? The big retirement? Yeah. What was it called? The great retirement? No, not the great resignation. Uh-huh. Where everybody was like, y'all ain't going to kill me. No. COVID didn't get me. Y'all aren't no. going to get me. Mm-mm. I'm going to go and find a job. Yeah. That is not this. Yeah. Um, and I, I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I actually, I was, I'm, I'm still in insurance, but I had a job and I was like, this place is, is insane. Yeah. And it's toxic. Mm-hmm. And I just survived the pandemic and being quarantined with my teenager and my, I think he was a teenager then, and my teenage nep- nephew for like two years. Yeah, yeah. I have got to go and live. Have to go live. <laughs> have to go so, and breathe. Remember what fresh air rem- what right. tastes like. And dream. Yes. Because you really start to think, I've survived this, so hell. Yeah. What do I do? Mm-hmm. It's almost like the people who survive an accident 
Yeah. And you really have to reflect on your life mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what do I do with these next years? Yeah. Because that was life altering. I could be dead. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to die. I, for me, I don't want to die. I don't want to die lonely. I don't want to die regretful. Yes. And I don't want to die that part angry. Oh, yes. And also that part. Right. And all those things, there are things that you can do about it. And so that's sort of what the pandemic put me in this mindset of, yeah, you, you're your, you're the captain of the old ship. Yes. Um, now I'm talking big things right now and mm-hmm. Tracy's not here. So let me talk about the weak side of that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't have Tracy, the, the affirmation think better yes. because a lot of times I don't think better. A lot of times I have horrible negative thoughts about, mm. you know, achieving my dream, achieving my goal. I'm wasting time. I'm going to be stuck in whatever career that I'm stuck in until I die. Yeah. And you have to fight those. Yeah. That's the thing. You're going to have them. If you, mm-hmm. if somebody said, oh, I never have a negative thought, I'd be like, use a big old lie. Lies. Is it, the lies the you lies. tell. Exactly. The right. lies that you're not selling to me. I'm, it, I'm not buying that lie. It's so weird. I think about motivational speakers, and it's cool. Like, you know how you go on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you get those clips of a motivational speaker, and it's telling this powerful two-minute, I don't need the two. Well, two minutes is great. Yeah. But I need 40 minutes of the bullshit that you went through to get to those powerful two minutes. Yeah. Because then I can relate to you. Yes. But if you go in there and you're like, if you want a marriage, get married, find love. And that's what I did. Mm, I need to know that you dated 150 people and 50 of them with stalkers. Yeah. (laughs) I need to know that you learned what you didn't want. Before learning about what you wanted. Exactly. I need the dirt. Yes. Um, And that's sort of what my podcast, I try to do. What I do in my podcast is I interview men and women. Yes. And you and I have talked about, okay, you're not going to like this at all. Um, I'm just... <laughs> the lash is off. The lash is the off. The lash is it off. Has been, it's like I see a shadow in front of my yes. face. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. So I'm one lash. Don't judge me. But what I do in interviews is I find people who I admire where they've gone. Um, I've interviewed a guy. He is a world. His name is Mike Markham. He actually speaks for the uh, Charlotte Football Club. Okay. Yeah. He's the the announcer. The live. He's a live mm, announcer, and he yeah. goes worldwide. Right. Dude. And one, he's an awesome man. Mm-hmm. Two, his story was rich to me because just like you shook your head, and you're like, how awesome is that? He's a regular guy that I mm, know. Yeah. Um, so you hear his background and you hear that it's it's a normal background. Yeah. He had he had to work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I interviewed an actor, same deal, um, Mike Flowers. And he left, I'm from the East Coast. He moved to the West Coast, and his biggest thing was don't quit. Yeah. Even though you want to quit. So mm-hmm. I will say, I always say in my podcast, it's for that one person out there who needs to hear it, mm-hmm. who needs to hear, don't quit. Yeah. Try it. Don't be afraid. Michael Flowers is a regular guy. Yeah. Mike Markham is a regular guy mm-hmm. and they're doing these things. Yeah. And they still got regular other problems. They, they You know what I mean? Yeah. And isn't it something about meeting a quote unquote celebrity in person that disillusions them in the best way or disillusions you in the best way? Because when we tend to see these people only through screens, it, it keeps them in a a frame of being like, untouchable 
distant, like it's mm-hmm. almost like a whole other world that you're in right. and I'm over here in the the not as spectacular. But when you get to sit them down in the same space, it's like, huh. You're pretty normal. You're pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, and I think it helps for me. It's like, you know, it's like, it makes to me seem like the the journey from where I am and where I kind of see them at is not that far. It shrinks it. It shrinks it. It becomes the river or the what, the ocean is now a river. Yeah. Now it's a stream. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? It just, it gets, and I don't know how we can relay that to other people. That's what I want to do in my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's important for me to have people understand, oh no, you could be Oprah. Yeah. Right. You could be that person, you know, yeah. with that one name. Yeah. It's it's not because she's any better than you. No. It's not because she she's any, you know what I mean? She, the, yeah. There's some, okay, you can be born into royalty. Sure. Totally different story. And if we, what, anything speaks to like what that's like, what we've seen from Harry recently, that's not necessarily the best situation. Uh, hell, exactly. Yeah. So, and, but even, now listen, I'm going to tell you something funny of my thoughts on Harry. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that because we always, I was talking about generational curses and there's always this family thing of like when I was little, I would go out and like tell all my mama's business of what was going on at home. And she would yoke, well, she, the last time and I did it, <laughs> I got yanked up. Yeah. And it was like, House business stays in the house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Harry, clearly you don't have a black mom. No. Or not even a black mom, because I've heard white moms say, oh, don't put my business out in the streets. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> his book, although I'm sure it's great, I still have that mentality in my yeah. head of, should you be putting all that out in the streets, yeah. sir? <laughs> And that is a whole. I mean, that's a whole episode, right? We'll come back by itself. We can we can yes. circle back around to okay. that. But I had to put it in there for the for the quick quib, though. But uh, oh my god, I lost what we were talking about before Harry came into the picture. Um, Harry and his business. Born into royalty. Yes. <laughs> so like like and I keep I keep seeing this on my TikTok feed. It's that it's a snippet from SNL with Leslie Jones, and she's talking about you know what Oprah was doing when she was twenty something years old. She got fired. And you think like the person who fired would be like, oh my God, I'm the person who fired Oprah. But it's not like that. Because Oprah wasn't Oprah when she got fired from whatever job she had. Right. She had to be fired to go and reset herself to become Oprah. Right. And they probably call her Orpha. Yeah, you're right. Probably. She definitely wasn't Oprah. She was whatever. <laughs> she was Miss Winfrey. Yeah, Miss Winfrey. <laughs> 100%. Harrison Ford. She also Leslie also mentions Harrison Ford. Was by the, he was in his thirties. He was a carpenter, I believe, was a carpenter, before he got his Star Wars gig, and then became Harrison Ford. And it's so. I wonder what is in them. Yeah. That is that is what I do wonder. What is the fire in you that makes you keep pressing? Yeah. Um, I was talking to this guy, and it's it's on topic to this point. Harriet Tubman. Uh huh. So one of the things that a lot of people don't know about Harriet Tubman is that she went back to get her first husband. Yeah. When she went back to go get him, he had remarried and or remarried, redated, whatever. Yeah. And basically was like, you're a horrible person. You weren't free anyway. This lady's free. And I don't know if she could have kids or not, but they referenced the fact that she hadn't given him. He was like, you haven't given me any children and blah, blah, blah. That would have broke 
me. Mm. Nobody else would have been free because that would have broke my heart. Yeah. And I would have left and never come back. Yeah. So what is in Harrison Ford, Harry yeah. Tudman, um, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey. I will, I will, I won't say that. I won't say the name I was going to say, nope. but, <laughs> okay. but what is in those people that yeah. makes them not stop? Yo. Cause I want it. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is that stuff? Cause right. it's like, it's like defiance in like the weirdest way or not the weirdest way, but it's, 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 it's not even just like, what is it? But it's like, how did you come across it? Right. Where did you find it? Right. And a lot of people will sit and a lot of people, I think, argue between, you know, life gives you something or life helps you realize you've always had something. Ooh, I like that. Say that again. So like life either gives you courage or life helps you realize you always had courage. I love that. But you okay. needed something to happen to make you unlock it. Oh, do you want to have a deep moment? Like, yes. So is our non-unlocking because we're afraid to take risks mm. and are like fearful of what will happen? And that reminds me of a Jim Carrey quote where he said, people do things out of fear disguised as practicality. You know what? I think we, we did it. We did. I think we, I, I think we did it. Yes. I think we did it. Like and, and I think, <laughs> everybody I think should be healed so, right now. And I think that's so poignant because, you know, when I was trying to figure out college, I wanted to go into music because I had I had just found my love for opera. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this world. It's so over the top. The music is like nothing else that is right now. And I'm like, I want to be in this world and I want to earn my titles and go on tours. I want to be invited to go to, to Denmark or to Germany or to Italy to perform this awesome role and meet all these other crazy artists and amazing people. And granted, I was no good. But <laughs> it took me forever to even try. And, and granted, I got better eventually, but it took right. me forever to even try because all I would hear from family is that that's not practical. Right. There's no feasible, we can't, preemptively plan out what that future in this avenue will look like right for you for me or for anybody mm -hmm. and even now let's so a dream career of mine and i've and it takes me a while to realize what my dream career is okay. it really does and i would love to be an announcer i would love to announce the golden globes really? people's choice awards the sag awards i would love to be and granted i'm not even on the stage I'm not with the celebrities. I'm in a booth somewhere in that building mm -hmm. waiting for someone to tell me, okay, cue and outs. Coming up, Angela Bassett accepts her award for yada, 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 Wakanda, or Black Panther, Wakanda forever, you know. And it's like, I'm only just now. And granted, you know, people are going to say, boy, you're only 30. You're only 29. It's not been too long. But for me, it's like, but it's been 15 years. Okay. Since I was like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And I'm just now talking to someone who is going to work with me on my voice and put me in front of people. So you know what that means. You have that little bit in you. You have little the bit. spark. And for me, I feel like it's come out of just like being tired of everything else. Like I don't have the energy to put into being another number or being just like someone that makes the big company work. And I think that's it. I I never even thought about that. But when you say you you're sick and tired, 
I don't want to do this anymore. It's not out of fear. It's not out of, you know, any of those things. It is actually, I am sick and tired of being employee number 007342 mm-hmm. and getting a check and we have the Christmas party and we do all those things because you can see, you can recognize that none of those things bring you joy. No. I, I mean, get tipsy on the company's dime. Sure. But right. <laughs> right. You know, the good parts and it's it, but it that comes once a year point. thing. Yeah. That's the thing. It becomes that once a, and it's not enough. It's not right. enough to fuel your, your visualization of yourself for the next 70 years. Mm-hmm. I always make everybody live like a hundred because yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. So that's a great thing. It's a great thing to have. Um, and I think I know, well, one, you've blessed me. You're amazing. If y'all, this dude, holy smoke. When I say like, I didn't know how old you are, the knowledge and the wisdom and the stuff that you know at this age, your age is phenomenal. Mm, Thank you. So I think it's great that you're, you don't want to do the freaking norm. And you know, I think it comes back to what you were saying about when you die. Yeah. You don't want to be angry. You don't, I don't want to be asking what if. Right. Cause I feel like if I'm still asking what if by whatever age I'm at, mm-hmm. it's like, damn. I think I love the contrast because like I said, I'm 50, even at 50, I'm still alive. I'm still pretty sexy. Hey, I'm going to take this other lash off because it feels unweighted. But <laughs> oh my God. but that was my big, that was one of the things that I really wanted to push people for. Yeah. When you were saying Harrison Ford was doing this at 30 and Oprah Winfrey got fired. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talk about Colonel Sanders. I fr- mm-hmm. He was, I think he was older than me when he started Kentucky Fried. So age becomes only a controlling factor Age is bullshit. Yeah. It is bullshit simply because when you use it to not follow your dream, when you use it as an excuse to not, that's when it becomes, it's, it, you, you're faking the funk. You almost, you almost might say, I can't do this because I'm a woman. Or you might as well Mm. say, I can't do this because you're picking something that is concrete, but it's still, you can still do stuff. Yeah. I get very concerned when I talk to people who are in their seventies mm-hmm. where they almost act like they're constantly preparing to die. Mm. Um, it bugs me so much. Yeah. And I don't know where I'll be when I'm 70, but one of my, on my list of goals or mentality states is to f- act like I'm going to, if I'm 70, then I'm going to live to 140. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just so I can stay motivated at whatever dream I have. Yes. So there we go. Thanks for. <laughs> no, I mean, and it's it's like, and when we use age as a reason to not try to do something, it's like we we forget age, physical age, doesn't play nearly as part as much of a part in our ability to actually do something as we think it does. Exactly. And again, it goes back to the different ages that these iconic people were at when they finally got their jump start. Mm -hmm. Like being 50 or being 29 doesn't affect the desire or the ability to create a platform where you can facilitate stories. It doesn't have any effect 
on your ability to touch people and help them work through grief or help them figure out how to set goals right. or help them do this, that, or the other. It's just it's just a mark on how much time you've spent in the world. It, that that's, is that's it. the best way to go into it. I, a lot of our, I think our beliefs and our attitudes are shaped on what we see um, and what we see. And I know we bash the media a lot and I want to, we have to take some ownership for for it because we because, created it and we accept it. Mm-hmm. We accept it as fact. We yeah. accept these things. We accept the limitations that we're told. Um, we so in doing that, a lot of times, and it's out of fear, it's out of comfort, it's out of all these things. But I know, like I forget what generation my daughter is, but she's always like, "What was she born?" Oh, uh, two thousand six. Gen, or, um, Gen Z. Gen Z. So she's big on all these other generations messed it up for us. I was like, no, no, babe. Mm-hmm. No, that's bullshit. It is what it is. You are here for such a time as this. Yeah. So don't start blaming whatever mindset. The goal for your generation is to come up with your mindset, how you want to see the world and how you want to act. Don't lean on past mistakes and mm-hmm. say, that's why we can't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I, we've created so many, so many things to limit our beliefs, to mm. limit our, don't even get me going down the religious path because, but, but we created them mm-hmm. and we, sometimes we can't even go back and figure out where it started. That's the part that gets me Yeah. where you like young men. Why do <laughs> men have to be older in a relationship? Right. You know what I mean? But that's a norm. Yeah. That is, that's a social norm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going for. Yeah. So why is that the case? Cause, and you can't, you can't, or you very rarely ever see a woman come out and say, I'm the cougar of the relationship. Right. And granted, Proud- even cougar itself, the title of cougar. Exactly. While it came, while I think it recently has been taken by women, it's been re uh, re uh, envisioned into something that's invigorating, right? But it still holds that initial negative connotation, where it's like you woman shouldn't be with someone so much younger than her, right? And granted, even with men, if it's past a certain point, like you're too old to be with her or whatever, right. but it's like, and even then, it's still looked at differently it's still looked at differently but even if there's a a 30 year old woman and a 20 year old guy Mm -hmm. it's like that's weird but if it's a 30 year old man and a 20 year old Mm -hmm. girl that makes sense he's just older than her Uh so we we socially limit ourselves we limit ourselves in the thought of working nine to five it is so the pandemic has taught me i've I've just seen so much Mm -hmm. the fact that companies are so pressed to be back in the office, even though it was successful, not in the there office. There are no numbers to suggest that remote work right. hasn't worked. And I mean, and ultimately speaking, it's not about where you work. Someone who's just not doing their job is just not going to do their job anyway. Anywhere. And exactly. if you bring them into the office, you're either going to push them to just quit and move on somewhere else, or it's like, or they won't quit and they just sit there and not do their job. We all and, know. or do it badly. <laughs> We all know those people yes. who were like, they still work here. <laughs> it's like, look, maybe like the fact that they have their space and they're doing minimally right. well is what you need. It was what you're going to get. Exactly. Let it happen. <laughs> and 
with people in the please let them retire please let them retire right yeah so but with that it it was a social norm to go to work from nine to five Mm -hmm. and now it's people are fighting back to get back to a tradition just because it was a, a tradition yeah um there were so many cost benefits of working from home for companies. Mm-hmm. There was so the pollution was better because there was less cars driving around. One of the biggest things about that was like over in Italy, the canals were so clear that you could see dolphins up next exactly. to the street. It, like there were deers out everywhere, like all these different like wilderness life. You couldn't see them out your front door because they were like, oh, humans are gone. Right. Thank goodness. And that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> right. too. How they were like, oh, my God, we're free. But that's exactly. a whole other thing. Sci-fi channel. <laughs> right. Oh. But, yeah, and so I mentally to fight um, stinking thinking my monster's negative thoughts, I have to sort of work on releasing a lot of the social norms. Yeah. I'm not talking about anarchy or anything. It's always, it's so funny in social media. You'll say, let's change this. And they're like, you'll get like 50 very mean people mm-hmm. who will say, well, that's horrible. And this is bad. And, da, 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 da. and it's so toxic. Yeah. And it's like, why do we have to assess it that much? Because a lot of times, this is just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> a lot of the times, the people who are mean about a situation it has no stinking effect on them. No. They are just an outlooker looking in on and judging how they would like a situation to be. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, why in the world? But that goes back to dying angry. I I, ref- I love being happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Right. I love. I, I do. I. People. People are awesome. Yes. And I've. People look at me like crazy. I hate to hear people say, I hate people. I'm like, well, shit, become a fish. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know what yeah, to tell I'm, you. I am, I am guilty of saying that a number of times a week. Right, but this is the deal. Do you say it because you rather be a hermit and not deal with humanity? Or do you say it because somebody got in your last nerve? It's always a mixture of both. It's like <laughs> someone said something or did something to remind me of a larger issue that uh-huh. I can't immediately fix. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just stay in the house. Because if I go out there, I'm going to say something that I'm going to make them regret. So I should, just be, I should just be over here. And I'm That's all like, I hey, high five. Glad you think that way. I'm going to keep it moving. I fight for my happiness and yeah. for my joy. Because, um, you know, for me, um, people try to pull you into conversations. And you can tell when they're trying to talk some shit about somebody yeah. and they try, Hey, how's Sheila? Did you see her? Mm-hmm. And like, I've gotten to the point now, this is the beauty of being 50. Cause maybe I would be more intimidated by that conversation if I was like in my twenties. Okay. And I feel like just because of my own personal growth, me then would have been like, Oh yeah, I saw her. Cause I would want to feel like in. Yeah. <laughs> But now with this this ongoing maturity and wisdom, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I don't know Sheila's business. Sheila don't know me. I don't know her. Do you have any questions about me? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what, because yeah, I have to shut it down because mm-hmm. people, they love it. Yeah. And I, I can't do it. It's exhausting. I, it's hard enough trying to keep me happy. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. There's so much in that right there. Right. <laughs> it's so much effort to keep me happy. Right. To keep me, me keeping me happy. It, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. And 
when people find that you're a joy happy person, they tend to attach to you mm. and suck your dang on joy yeah, away. Right away. <laughs> it's like who do you think you are to go about the world like you have no issues, seemingly no issues. Right. That you nailed it. That is that is how they they're almost annoyed at you. Yeah. Because they wear their issues on their sleeve uh-huh. and on their Facebook and on their Instagram. Everybody yeah. knows all their drama. Mm-hmm. So I dare you be happy and God forbid they know some reasons in your own person because they know some of your business of why yeah. you shouldn't be happy. Now you're fake. And you're somehow defying the the natural instinct to dwell in it. Exactly. That'll make them even more irritated. Right. It's like not only do I know do I not like that you're happy, but I know what should be making you upset right. and you still figured out a way around it. Exactly. I don't like that. I don't like that. I need you to be just as bitter and uh-huh. angry as me. Because if I don't get to be happy, why? why? Who do you think you are to to be instead? Right. Yeah. So maybe we should make all those people stay inside. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> because you know what? You know what? It takes all my energy before I get to work. And my current job is my longest commute so far in the past eight years. I don't I need to have a bit more energy by the time I get to the parking deck. It is okay, we're gonna talk about <laughs> road rage. I'm 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 putting it out there. So <laughs> because I, I I don't get it. I don't get let me give you a simple example of things I don't get. If I'm the front front car and I'm near where my eyelashes and you are Five cars back near the microphone. Yeah. What benefit does it have for you to blow your horn? Yeah. You can't get past any of those cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like when when we're like not deadlocked, but it's bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. And there's just enough of a space between me and the car in front of me for someone to pull in here. It's like, where did you go? Right. Did you did you get to your destination? Yeah, and half the time, like you, like you clearly thought you were going to. And I'm working. What? Well, uh, I'm working on stinking thinking. Yeah. So I have to believe that everybody who cuts me off has a significant emergency in their car. I'm kind of like that. I'm, I have to do it because if not, I'm like livid. I'm kind <laughs> of like that, but I, but my angle about that is like you better. <laughs> you had. Better be trying to get to your grandma in the hospital before her last breath. Exactly. You and like in the morning because I'm I commute from so I commute from Mooresville and I'm now working in South Park. Oh, yes. So and I and my 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 route is simple to work because oh, yeah. I hop on 77, I go all the way down to exit five, mm-hmm. Tyvola, yes. and then go to South Park, mm-hmm. and good traffic, 48 minutes one way. Bad traffic, an hour and 17 minutes, bare minimum. I was going to say 24 hours and 53. And there'll be moments, mornings where I'm, I'm been good. I didn't lay in my bed for an extra hour. I'm out of the house but at 645. But somehow by the time I get to my, my ramp, there's already like a 5, 10 minute slowdown. Reach out during the weekend and ask me to create a graphic or do something for social media and I'm just like, and I don't look at my phone. The second I leave the office on Friday, because I have a work phone. Right. I put it in my my work backpack, and I don't see her again until Monday morning. I have great respect for that. I, I check out. Mm-hmm. And I, they were like, because they requested, uh, they wanted to do a social post for the Lunar New Year. 
which began on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I only saw yesterday morning because that's when I saw my phone for the first time in um, several days. Um, No, not in several days. You saw it on the weekend. I mean, you didn't see it for over the weekend when you're supposed to not see it. Exactly. Exactly. And so they and I was and they asked me, like, do you just to clarify, do you not look at the work phone during the weekend? I said, no, I don't. I practice disengaging from work on Friday so that I can come into the office on Monday as refreshed as possible. I have endeavored to keep my mind on work radar in the past 24 seven, but that has always resulted in me burning out. And before the burnout though, the quality of what I can do when I'm in the office suffers. Somebody and no one wants like that. Write that down. Cause that needs to be your speech like tomorrow. Like, like yeah. Like I know you don't want that cause that's going to reflect on your business. And I don't want to do that because one, I like to have energy. I like to be fresh to conceptualize creative things. And I'm also building up my reputation as someone who can coordinate content. But if I'm putting out this, this crappy stuff, right? what reputation am I going to have besides this person sucks? I, I love that. And my hope for you is that you carry that forever and that you teach other people that because mm-hmm. it is very, it's a lost thing. It's a lost thing to protect your time. Yeah. To protect your time and to protect your energy. Um, I forget to do it all the time. Suddenly, because somebody's told me I need to practice other people's urgency not being my urgency. Yes. And I'm horrible yes. at it. Yes. I can be doing, even if it's relaxing, mm-hmm. let's say I could be busy and get a call and I'll immediately try to fix whatever situation that is. Sure. Instead of like prioritizing it. Mm-hmm. If I'm resting, I am immediately like you text me. I'm like, let me make this perfect. Yeah. And when you do that, you do, you get bitter, you get bitter and you get burnt out. Yeah. It gets real old. And Sinitra McDuffie, the only person's fault that is, is mine. Yeah. It legit is. Mm-hmm. Only, yeah. You, I want to be mad. Why are they always bugging me? And but the reality is you never had to answer the phone. No, you never had to look at the email email. You never had to say yes to yes. doing something because, but you made their urgency your priority. Right. So it's like a little thing too. So this I mean, like therapy, I'm going to owe yes. you like 20 bucks after this. I'd be <laughs> like, what is your copay chart? We'll talk about my rates. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's, it's like, um, a couple of things have happened to me since I got this new job. One was, um, and I, I'm, I'm in real estate. And so we had one agent couple, well, last week, I think they had a meeting with one of their clients. Mm-hmm. And, um, usually when someone comes in the office, I'm like, do you want water? Mm-hmm. And, but when I went and talked to the, the agent, when their person came in, they were like, can you give him some tea? And it's like, it's not my thing to do. But I said yes. Right. And then while I'm brewing this tea, I'm like, why the hell am I making this person tea? They're not my client. <laughs> this is not my job. Um, and then before that, and, and and this is why I started saying no, is when another person, another agent had this big thing that they were planning. And it's like a couple weeks out. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of planning this holiday thing for the whole firm because mm-hmm. that's my job now. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like... Firstly, this is a big thing that you should have been pushing months ago. If you wanted to have the kind of return out you want, this should have been before I even got here. Because I only came, I got to the firm I'm at right now the week before Thanksgiving. Oh. (laughs) And immediately I'm having to plan big things Mm -hmm. and and coordinate big things. I can't do this. 
Right. And I'm like, you know what? And I and, I, and I'll I'll be that was a bit of a lie. I didn't say no immediately. I was like, let me know what you need, and I'll see what I can do. Boom. That's an and even even that for me is like a big change because oh, I usually just good. say yes. I'm a yes girl. And then burn out. Exactly. But I'm like, let me see what I can do. Not saying I will. Not saying I can. Right. Let me gauge it. You are teaching people. I hope they're writing this stuff down because that <laughs> that's the thing. Like, because people are going to ask you whatever they're going to ask you. I don't know if you know. I'm So I'm an insurance adjuster. Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult because everything, all of the, the claimants, um, all the people, our customers, the people we deal with, it is always urgent to them. Yeah. So, and it is, it is sincerely mm-hmm. urgent. It's insurance. How, so you have to, but you even still have to learn how to prioritize those things. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you'll have a list of 10 things and you won't do any of those 10. Yeah. Because you made the other interruptions your priority. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play that back for my boss tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've never worked in anything like, like, um, um, excuse me. I've never been in, in, in insurance before. Don't do it. But, but my my last <laughs> job was I had a, I had a book of business of two hundred clients. Yes. Okay. And it's hard for me to be like, yes, I understand that something on your end's not working, and you are in very big stress mode. This is very urgent for you. But right. the company that I work for. And my role is not to do these things directly, is to delegate to a specialized team who can fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand you think it's urgent, but you are one of like 10,000 clients. Right. You're going to go into a, a tunnel, into a, a queue, and I'm going to put all the information in there. Right. But I cannot promise when it's going to be done. Exactly. And oftentimes it's something that they've messed up and it's mm-hmm. like, why'd you do that for? Right. And, can't say that. And I can't <laughs> say that. Well, I, there was one part I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> they took you there. You know what? And, uh, and I can be petty too, but, um, but it's like, you know what? Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here is the thing. I tried doing this and this and this for you because it's urgent. Right. My team did this whole thing for you and you're still not happy. Right. So here's what's going to happen. Typically, you don't say this in like a sales role because you want to make them happy. You want them to keep buying their services. But I was like, here's what's going to happen. You can stick with this and let it work because it works for the other 10,000 people that we have (laughs) as clients. Exactly. Or because this is about like switching from a website that they had to a website that we made for them. Mm -hmm. Or you can go back to switching your domain over which is, has a propagation process, could be like two to four days, mm-hmm. not have a platform for potentially four business days, and then go back to the other website that wasn't working for you because you're here because that wasn't working for you. Right. That's what you get. And usually you're like, how can I assist you? But I'm like, no. Yeah. A or B, bud. It's, I, I wonder if that's, and no, I do not want people going around being mean to people. But... I wonder if we've created the social norm and saying the customer is always right. Which is incorrect. Right. It, because that's what, um, on some of the claims I've worked, I've had, so I do commercial insurance, and I've had people who have come into stores and been horrific mm. to the employees mm-hmm. because they felt like the customer is always right. Right. 
and that that employee is trapped and cannot speak up. What they have learned since is that some employees will speak up and mm-hmm. they really don't care. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of the treatment comes from they're like, oh, this person works here, so they've got to listen to me. Yeah, they're curse servants. them out. Yes, right, or they're servants. That's the other thing where they almost talk to them like they are literally in a right. servitude position. And I, and I, <laughs> even though I'm not a part of this company, I have dominion over your employment. Exactly. Here. I will get you fired. And they behave, and I we've we've created that social norm. Goes back to taking responsibility for the society we create. Exact. Hello, man. We are curing the world right Yo. now. <laughs> there's, a of, there's a lot of gold in this episode. Exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, but some of these some of these customers gotta be careful because not only will some some employees say something, sometimes an employee's fists are ready to eat for everybody. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna turn my face so they can't see me. <laughs> um. Yeah. That. So what I do, I've had claims where employees have. We sometimes watch videos when accidents happen at stores. And I literally remember watching this girl. She was winding the telephone. It was a corded telephone up. Mm. And this customer is calling her everything, but her name and a child of God, <laughs> she don't bitched her. She don't after she's knocking stuff off. And the customer, the employee is still sitting there winding up that phone. Mm-hmm. She can't, the employee, I, oh, no, I'm sorry. The customer yeah. finally came up to her and made accidental contact. It wasn't even a direct hit. Mm-hmm. That girl brought that phone from North Carolina. She reached she all the way back. the Midwest. She went over Texas and wham, and hit her with the phone. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what I say. Now, this is not the insurance me speaking. This is the factual human me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you earn your ass whooping. Oh, my God. 100%. Right. Do I believe in violence? I do not. No. Do But sometimes you, you earn it. You earn it. And It's I, not like you didn't see it being wound up there for the right. world to witness. Exactly. Because I'm just... Well, I have... I've had some amazing experiences in insurance. I have seen employees hit people with bats mm. and all types of things. And, but I also have seen customers do have, I've seen customers spit on employees. I've seen customers push employees mm. out of the way. I've seen customers grope employees. <sighs> fucking gross. So like you said, it's a, uh, it's, this person is a servant to me. Mm-hmm. And no, is this the always and then normal? No, but no, you even if you're a small percentage of people yeah to think that you should be able to go into any kind of store shop establishment yeah and show your ass the whole ass every every crevice right you get in there and decide that every mole every freckle over this is what gets me over something that often costs less than ten dollars oh a hundred percent hundred percent did you just i there was, um, this wasn't a claim of mine, but during the mask, and I don't know why I keep feeling like we leaning on the pandemic, but during the mask time, there was an incident where a security guard told a woman to put her mask on and they, they exchanged words back and forth. She leaves the store. She comes back to the store with her husband and her son. Mm-hmm. So then it, of course, gets more heated and what ends up happening is either the son or the husband shoot and kill the security guard. Security guard has five or six kids, married man, working his regular job. He asked you, he tried to enforce a law 
that was a mandate at that time. Mm-hmm. Now a piece of cloth, right? You customer have gone home, brought your family into this. Now your son is serving life in jail. Mm-hmm. Your husband is serving life in jail. She, I think got the least amount of time, but I'm like, all because you couldn't calm the fuck down so, and I'm wear sorry. a goddamn mask. Right. Or not. If you didn't agree or leave, don't leave. come back. Don't right. come back. What? It's okay. I'm sure there could have been somebody somewhere who would have given you mm-hmm. the eggs or batteries or envelopes or whatever. You yeah. Were, or you could have sent a mask wearer in for all I yeah. care. But what has happened where we can't calm down? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I don't want to say it because I said I'd never really talk about it. But the Will Smith slap. Oh. I'm sorry. Slap heard around the world. <laughs> From, and I don't know whether the slap was right or wrong at all. Mm-hmm. But that was a long walk to that stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the seconds he had to reconsider. Right. I'm like, yeah, were you breathing? Were you using your Zen meditation? Uh-huh. Were you drawing the square? Whatever you needed to do. Right. From that chair to that stage. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Man. And we'll have to talk about Will Smith on the next episode. Because okay, okay. that's time for us. But <gasps> Sinitra, so thank cool. you so much for joining me tonight. This has been a great episode. Uh, go check her out. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to put all of her links, her preferred links down below. So go check her out. Give her a listen on her podcast as well. And I'm going to have you in here again 100%. Thank you so much. I'm you take your lash put, home. I'm going to put my lash in Put the pocket. lash in the pocket. <laughs> Because we're not going to leave that here. I'm not going to. I know how to answer that question when someone asks me, Brandon BC, why is there um, why, why was there a lash on the coaster? So we were seeing shadows that got real weird. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a very interesting guest in the studio. I'm sorry. All right, we'll talk to you later next time on Casual Babble. Have a good night.